I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, private partners, how you doing? Welcome to our bonus episode. It's a Wednesday. Listen, this is a bit of a different bonus episode because we have a lovely friend of ours, a friend of the podcast, one of Francis's oldest friends, coming on Fred Ferrier um, he's going to be on our bonus episode today very exciting he's got new music we're going to talk about all those different things so a different one for you today but that doesn't matter still very enjoyable and you're probably going to laugh so hopefully you enjoy it and here we go enjoy the bonus episode got a new uh, standing desk which is a real game changer what do you mean you got a standing desk well I got a standing desk that like look goes down I can't tell if this is one of the things for private parts that you're now selling a new thing. No, 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 I don't. Or are I don't, you just pitching? Hey guys, do you need yeah. one? Because I've got a discount code. Sorry, Joe Rogan of you. No, <laughs> Wait, no, no I, got a, I got a standing desk because I, I don't like sitting down in, in the day because I find it's like bad for your back, bad for your posture. It really hurts my neck because I've got, you know, it's sort of historic neck uh, injury. Historic <laughs> neck syndrome. Historic <laughs> neck. <laughs> Well, don't the we all? Stegosaurus. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> also, Fred is... You Darwinist, you? <laughs> it also is, is Francis wearing a fleece? <laughs> I think he's wearing a fleece yeah. in Texas. I got the AC on. It's a bit colder today. It's 17 degrees. Since you've moved to the States, now it's just all fleeces and like work, work. I got to work. Yeah, I'm working a lot. Yeah, standing desk, you know. I'm always working. I just can't stop working. You know, Americans have this obsession with the word work. Have you noticed that? Like, it's like this, like, how cool you are is how much you work. In, 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 work. in, in, in I suppose in our circles, work is a dirty word, isn't it? In, in the UK, right? Well, in the reality TV world. <laughs> yeah, in the reality TV <laughs> What do you mean it's a dirty word? What do you mean it's a dirty word? Well, you know, people don't like to talk to dirty work. to me. Oh, work, baby. People don't like to work in Chelsea. I, think, well, I don't think it's a dirty word. I don't think it's a dirty What a taxi driver once said to me, I was in his cab with him and he went, do you know what the worst swear word in the world is? And I went, what? He went, Uber. work. <laughs> he went, work. I went, what? He goes, it's even what? four letters. Yeah, he said it's four letters long. It's a horrible word, work. But you didn't tip him, did you? I was like, this is... Really depressing that you think that yeah. it's because actually I feel like if you listen if you find the right job work is quite fun I would oh. say oh well I mean I think or not I thought, to... gonna, I thought you were about to drop that quote like you know you find that you'll never work a day in your life I was about to log off the podcast <laughs> but no not doing this close that it's not what I came here for <laughs> I do yeah is that why you started turning tricks under the bridge Jamie <laughs> under the Chelsea Bridge Come yeah on. five dollars a pop he's just there. <laughs> I honestly, I was thinking about this the other day. This is quite rogue, but if I ever became a gigolo, I don't think ever. if I ever became a gigolo, right? Which is for you listeners, it's it's a male. Watch this space. Prostitute. It's a male. It's a male prostitute. I don't think this I'm is not, him testing the waters. By the way, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know, just DM me, whatever, like for fun. No. Just see how much. No you, PAs know, anymore. They've dried not. up. So. Yeah, I'm not. If I became a male gigolo, I'm not confident enough in my 
sexual ability to be really like I couldn't be like you're gonna have the best time of your life I would I, just... I would do couples but I literally I've got 20 seconds and that's that's just gonna do you just about and, you know I can't for the both of you and, and you seem lovely by the way Fern I just you know Fred I want to Fern Cotton <laughs> yeah because I know that that was it so basically Jamie's gonna become a rent man that's what we're yeah I'm a rent man. Is that a different? Am I not, not a, rent a rent boy, boy or a rent man? You're too no. old for a rent boy. Let's face it. You're, you're part over the hill. Wait, what, what? When do you become a rent man and you're not a rent boy anymore? When you start getting fillers and you know you start <laughs> <laughs> the receding hairline on a rent boy is just not. Whoa! I didn't talk about like a, it's like a serving suggestion on a pack of cereal. You're like, hang on a sec, you. That's because you do. This like, is not what do, I ordered. Yeah, you'd do like season one, Jamie, like, oh, and then they'd open the door and be like, wait, season one, Jamie wasn't even a thing, was it? It was, was season Radley. two. <laughs> oh, in with the I trivia. Actually, I actually found my first ever interview the other day. Actually, I actually put it on my social media, my first ever interview with Chelsea. But oh, Fred, I, I, one of the funniest stories you told me, and I think we can repeat this. You told me the story of, because my thing is that sleeping with someone is a myth unless you're in a relationship you have to be drunk to sleep with someone that's what my thing was because it was be too awkward and we had a very funny conversation where you said the first time that you had a Sophie Habu feel about that <laughs> babe one second <laughs> was, I'll be down a second where the fuck's the wine gotta finish this you know I can't do this if I <laughs> turn <Right>. the lights <laughs> off <laughs> And put on this football helmet, okay? But Jamie, you said that you can't have sex with the lights on, can you? No, no, I, I can, but I think I didn't for a while. No, I didn't for a while. But I think that also, if you're in a relationship, of course you can you can have sex if you're um, if you're sober. But um, it, but it's, it's yeah, mind blown when that happens. So, Fred, you know the fact that okay, we've been in this pandemic, right? The whole yes. situation. We've asked this a lot of times. Have you have you dated at all during it? Did you do any of those Zoom dates? Anything at all? Don't anything say anything like to incriminate yourself because that is actually <laughs> illegal. Federal, yeah, it's a, it's a, yeah, exactly. Breaking the law. <laughs> Break. Uh, so did you no, do? A, did you try a Zoom date at any point? Absolutely not. Like, no, I've just <laughs> I know. I've just held on to it and just you know I'm I'm ready to go out there now. Uh, that's no, I haven't at all. I couldn't imagine going on a Zoom date. It would be, it'd be, I mean, apart from the fact you can just be like, oh, and the worst thing is, you know what happens on Zoom every single time? I don't know why the, the owner, the, sorry, the person that invented Zoom. The owner of purpose. it. <laughs> like whenever you, you go, all right, bye, bye. And you click leave. And then another leave comes up and you have to sort of do it twice. Yeah, it's go, true. Bye, bye. Leave the whole uh, thing uh, or leave. I don't know. And you're like, oh, and, and, you, and you're never sure like whether you should wait for the other person. Because sometimes people wait and they're like, oh, let's, let's talk after the, the Zoom call. You're never sure whether you should wait, and then sometimes you just hang on up on people waiting for you. It's... And you're like, oh, "All right, mate. Yeah, good, good. All right, see ya." These yeah. are group right. Zoom just... dates, I assume. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Or, or the group best group swinging, digital swinging. Or oh, speaking of digital <laughs> swinging, Francis, do you still use a lot of chat roulette? Chat does it even exist anymore? Yes, Francis what? used to be the king of chat roulette. He was that. Well, was his, I never that was said his that. Thing. <laughs> well, you said I never called myself that. <laughs> <laughs> no, he. No, you see the thing, the thing where you just like angle the laptop down and just like, Mom, are you home? <laughs> oh, just gone. All right. Just... No, no. Do you know what? Actually, I, I did when I was at, Ed when I was at Edinburgh. Furiously wanking into the camera. No, I never, I never did any of that. Well, I, I, when I was at Edinburgh, though, I did meet someone on Chat Roulette who was at Edinburgh, and then we ended up going on a date from Chat Roulette. Really? Yeah. No. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
How? 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 It was yeah. just yeah. The, it was just complete. Do you like, hold up your phone number? What no, did you do? No, no, it was just complete coincidence. We we started talking. We t- turned out we were both in Edinburgh at Edinburgh University, and then we went on a date. Was that the one with the swing in it? I'm not sure that's how you're supposed to use the website, but no, I think <laughs> you were so ahead of your time. You know, never mind Tinder, never mind all these other things. Actually, Jamie, have you ever had any? Uh, have you ever had any sort of very fun Tinder experience? Because because you got verified on Tinder, or did you not? I don't. I I never. I never. I never. Which is basically an instant right. That's a super like. (laughs) I never. I never used. I never used dating apps. I never did it. I try. I tried to once get on, and I swear to God. I swear to God. I would say if I did. I tried once to go on uh, Raya, and I wasn't allowed on. They said you're not allowed. You're not allowed (laughs) on it because you set the age range to just eighteen. You were taking too many screenshots. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, that and two minutes. Yes, forty-five. Ew! I don't know. It goes that high. Oh god! No. Wait, there's a problem. It doesn't go younger than. Wait, how do I just stick it on? That's why he joined. Uh, what's it called? Musically. <laughs> just this, it's just one big Trojan horse for you, isn't it, Jamie? The TikTok dance. You're gonna TikTok dance your way to find your next honey. Rare wouldn't take me, so. <laughs> Yeah, I, uh, the only time, the only time I've ever used a dating app was when I was in Australia. I was shooting a show out there right? years ago, and I used and I used Bumble. I used Bumble, but apart from that, I've never. I've oh, never, so you have used a dating app? Yeah, I used it coming out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I lied. Yeah, I definitely have yeah. used it. I used it, but I didn't. I, I've never met up with. You anyone. just said five minutes ago that you've never used <laughs> a dating app. I swear, my life. It wasn't even five lock, minutes. Lock ago. me up and throw away the key, Your Honor. I don't. <laughs> it was like a minute ago that I said that. I lied a minute ago, but it's yeah. true. I, that's the only time I've ever I've ever used it's it. Out of character for you to. But I didn't. I didn't meet up with anyone because also I just imagine. And I'm sure lots of lying in bed, hungover, just swiping. Now he he didn't meet up. He went on a, he went on the dating app, but he didn't meet up with anyone. No, I didn't meet up with anyone. I swear to God. What's going to happen in two minutes? That's what I want to make. But I because I, I also that, that whole initial thing when you go on a date with someone that you've met online and I, look and I and I think that it's amazing that people connect on it. But you, it's when you it's when that awkward thing where you go to the restaurant, and you go, Olivia is is that you know hey, I'm Olivia, the creepy say, guy from the app. Is yeah. that you? Yeah. Olivia, and they go, You've got yeah, an internet Fred. aura around you. <laughs> yeah. So, wait, so, do, so you didn't meet up with anyone, Francis? What about you? Dating app experience? I mean, I mean uh, when I when, I mean, when, I I when t- Tinder, <laughs> Tinder first came out, definitely. Oh, I've tweeted I, the older, you know. Yeah, yeah. I know. When, when Tinder first came out, I tried it out because I was in Ghana at the time, coming back and forth, and I wasn't really in Literally. it. Uh, yeah. I wasn't like, you know, it was kind of more efficient. It's um, more for, efficient. For... <laughs> what are we talking about here? We're talking about a sales app. We're talking about Spock or eBay. It was more efficient. Look, I just want to be getting through. I want an app where I can just get the numbers. Okay, it's a numbers game, right? <laughs> Volume. What's the throughput rate of the? No, but but then when I came back from uh, Africa, the 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 dating wo- app world was so far advanced than what it was when I for, when for, when t- when there was just Tinder, and it mm. was kind of like. A bit uh, overwhelming, and then it was what's called Hinge. I, I, you know, I, I think when I when I was single, I, tr- I you know, I, I, I went on them, but uh, went on a few dates. I, I seem to remember you, you, you on a dating app once back in the day. I Francis was, yeah, yeah, what yeah, are you talking I, about? Francis was crushing it. 
Yeah, I've, I've never, never, I've never, I've never all I've, yeah, I've used dating apps. And he was driving around in that sick Citron, whatever yeah, exactly. it was. That it's no just... mistake. When there was, a, when there was a spike in teenage pre- pregnancies in the UK, that's when Francis was in his in his heyday. You know, all over Are, it. teenage pregnancy. <laughs> I don't think they're even allowed on Tinder. <laughs> I I actually met the only time that I ever met up with someone via social media was when I flew to Miami to meet them, and I went with Spencer. Yeah, that was big. That's keen. Yeah, yeah, that was a big one. Wait, I, who was that? And, and do you know who? Do you know who? What? What? Get, well, guess what social app it was via? Twitter. Yeah, it was via Twitter. Via Twitter, I flew to. Do you remember when I we, we were living together, Francis, and I flew to Miami to go? Yes. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I and I and we flew to Miami. And Fred, you love this. Spencer and I met up with. There were these met up with these people who I'd met. Well, one of the girls I'd met via Twitter. And there were these models out in, in Miami. And um, they, like, we suddenly realized very quickly that we had to pretend that we were incredibly baller. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we really weren't. Yeah. We weren't. Story of my life. <laughs> oh, don't yeah. worry, I got that. I got it. Yeah. Like, Keep it this on my tab. We went, we went to, <laughs> yeah, we went, we went to Hakkasan. We went to Hakkasan. Oh, no. Also, the... Yeah, the flights, the flights out there cost us like a thousand pounds each. Like it was like, oh my god, so expensive. And then we arrive out there, and we went to dinner in Hakkasan, and they invited like six of their friends. And oh we no, had to pay. we couldn't afford anything. We had no money, and so and Wait, then we took we took for them a cot. How much? No, this isn't. I don't. Yeah, we took them to a. Um, we went to a Miami Heat game. We went to a Miami Heat game and my, my credit card didn't work. So I had to ask the girl that I was dating to buy me one of the foam hands. Because <laughs> I couldn't, because the credit card didn't Did work. Did you play it off as just like b- b- being for fun? I always <laughs> this obsession. I think every guy does that. This obsession with just when you go on dates to try and be way more baller than you actually are. And like, as I said, that's one thing as you get older, you just don't care about it. Don't care. The amount yeah. of time you waste when you're younger trying to be someone that you're not to get people. It's just ridiculous. In your case, you know, yeah, sort you know of techie, that? multi-billionaire that flies to Miami and goes and swings the bat at Hakkasan. Yeah, we'll get page two and three. Dad, I need some money. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Liquidate it all, please. It's so true. Well, you know, this is actually a good topic. Why, why do we have this obsession, especially when you're young? And, it, and it, I don't know how, as we get older, maybe it does become easier. But we have this obsession with, like, fitting in and, and being a certain type. But actually, what's way more interesting is being yourself. I used to like create lies sometimes to make my sound more interesting. It's because we're herd creatures. I was actually, this is a story Francis can like relate to, but I remember the first time I got, like when I was at school, because yeah, Francis and I, you know, we went to the same school. It was very sort of Mm. affluent school. I was so obsessed with, you know, wanting to be kind of a part of that kind of crowd. And Mm. I remember getting, uh, my friend once gave me an Hermes belt. Dude, I wore this thing in the shower. I was so obsessed (laughs) with it. I thought I thought this thing was that, and I used literally. I don't care what I was wearing. I would tuck everything into this belt, and I would walk around with this H and being like, "Top of the morning, yeah, yeah." As you can see, I yeah, yeah. And then I, I honestly, I, and this is when I was probably like sixteen or something. I used to walk into Hermes on Bond Street and just be like, "Champagne, please." Yeah, no, I'm just browsing, but obviously you can see I'm one of you. So relax, 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 guys. You can see I've been here before. Yeah. Oh, God, isn't it all great? We're all just minted and just like all, you know, we're all Hermes, me, you, him, that rich lady over there. We're all together, all ballers. How like-minded how, people. It's so douchebaggy when it's we look so back. Lame. At, it's, it's so lame. It's so lame, lame. But it's obsession with just trying to think it's like, 
and like for a stupid bit of leather that my friend, yeah. it was actually Lucan Francis that gave it to me. Oh yeah. And it was a stupid yeah. bit of leather with a buckle on it that then somehow makes you think you're going to be really baller. Yeah, but it's also there, there is this sort of sad thing about people, I guess, trying to look rich when they're actually not. I suppose and actually most really, really rich people. Wear fleeces like you. <laughs> right? That's why I wear a fleece. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because I, I'm one of those people to pretend to look like the people that pretend to be ballers. This is a very expensive fleece. <laughs> no, but but uh, but I think um I think it, it's deep in that, right, guys? I think that we as as younger kids we try to fit in so many ways like our hairstyles or the way that we look or the way that we talk or what we're buying or what we're we're collecting you know we try and fit in all the time with us our siblings yeah friends whatever it is and actually there's no need to do yeah but there's no need to do that right and 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 who are we following because the people who are leading the trend are following other people i think dude i think it's way like I know I, you always hear people older than you being like, well, I'm glad I didn't grow up in their age. And you're like, yeah, you're just jealous, mate, because you're 40. But as in like, I think now kids growing up that are in their teens uh, that are sort of have this, you know, that are so sort of embedded TikTok. in Instagram, TikTok and stuff, forced to do Dance for Life. It really depresses me to look at them. Francis, remember when we were at school, imagine if that, that, that whole period was like based on how many likes we could get. And yeah, and, uh, it, it would be savage. Well, it's also conditioning them to, 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 to have a dopamine response to that. So they're all like so addicted to it as well. I think there are some people who, some people in that generation who are actually re- re- going the other way and rejecting all of that. You know, it's like almost become uncool to be on these, mm. these apps, uh, you know, because I guess they maybe look up to some people like us who aren't on them. I think in life, it's one of the most important things that you can do. And this is a tough Anyone that anyone that can do this, I think, just gets so far ahead is to not let out external factors manage like or have any influence on your self-esteem. So, mm. like in other words, not have the affirmation from others or your actions, not just your self-esteem. You shouldn't let other people's opinion influence your actions. Yeah. You shouldn't actually, you shouldn't live your life for other people's opinion of you. You should do what you want to do, and then ultimately, then people respect you a hell of a lot more because it's clear that you're not. <laughs> that reminds me. Waiting for them to. Uh, so no Hermes belt. Yeah. It'd be funny if Francis got up and he had a massive buckle on. Hey. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I, I remember. I was influenced so much growing up. I remember even when I was at my my first, I went to this boarding school at the age of eight, and I remember I was like eight years old. And I and there was this kid who was in the year above, like much way, he was like in the top year. And I remember him arguing with his friend. He must have been 13 years old, right? And he said to his friend, oh, just go and fuck a hamster. That's what he said. And I, in my head, went, that's cool to say that. What, the hamster? <laughs> yeah. I was like, that's genius to say that. So anyway, I remember, <laughs> I remember I was like at home and my sister was really annoying me. So I went, oh, go fuck a hamster. And everyone was like, sorry, what? Like, why? They were really shocked that's at horrible. my language and the way, yeah, they're horrible. What are you saying? And suddenly I was like a realization, oh, wait, I've said something bad here because I've copied someone that I thought was cool and this is wrong. So do you see what I mean? I, I mean, I, I even copying like someone's like swearing because I thought it was good. So I think we're just totally influenced. Or you just needed to pick your crowd better. You would have said that in another place. It would have been up and la- laughs. But, you know, probably at a family dinner. Go fuck a hamster, yeah. eh? <laughs> right? Hey, who's with me? Up top. Come on. Dad. Dad. <laughs> actually, or, you know what I mean. Francis, do you remember, and actually you're thinking about that. I remember when I was probably, I think I was at university at the time, I got this ridiculous like the loudest possible Gucci jacket you can imagine, which was a monogrammed 
Gucci jacket, like the most <laughs> offensive thing you've ever seen. Why were you getting all of these? Because, stuff? because, and I, a friend of mine, Francis knows his story. I remember this is when I was just first going to London. And I was totally like blinded by the lights and just thinking, oh my Look God, at Francis so laughing. Cool. Like, bright lights, big city. <laughs> and anyway, so I had this. Uh, so my friend was like, dude, that jacket, it's so Aspen. And I was like, yeah, it is Aspen. I've never even been to Aspen. I don't even know what it's like there. But the fact that he was like, he holidayed in Aspen, I thought was so cool. So I literally cleared out my account and bought this jacket. And then I'm just like there in this jacket, like beginning student overdraft. So how am I going to get to Aspen with my jacket? Going up to the, going up to the, you know, the airport. Hi, please give me a ticket to Aspen because I've got this jacket and I've got no money left. Like the, the stupid shit I love shit all the do. places. I love it. Dude. That is so Aspen. Oh I mean, my God, that is so Aspen. The only reference right? I have to Aspen was from Dumb and Dumber where he went to Aspen. Like that was like the only like kind of thing that I knew about Aspen. Oh, Aspen is baller. <laughs> yeah, baller. but is it? Is it? I don't know. You've never been. But again, it's like that. that's what I felt the need to purchase this ridiculous eyesore of a jacket in order mm. to fit in with people I didn't even know. That's just the insanity of humans. But as you get older, you grow out of these things. You were, but you were all about brand back in All right, mate. Days, oh, come right? on, this isn't a character assassination. Coming from Francis, <laughs> he... No, but you I were. Was, was. Guilty. <laughs> you were. Locked I d- me was up. he actually? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was, I loved <laughs> it. No, yeah, wait, actually, I, d- I think, Jamie, you are, you are as well. Yes, Jamie Stillers. I, Jamie Stillers. No. I, He's all about those brands. No, I, I'm not about those, those brands. What I like is... I, I don't particularly like wearing the same clothes as what other people are wearing. <laughs> so, this is very emperor's new clothes. You know, all the ones that don't have the yeah. brands, I don't like them. No, so I don't know. What, what do I... That's why you wear ladies' shirts. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I do have a je ne sais quoi towards a certain brands, but I don't really go for, I don't go for Gucci. Which is your favorite brand? At the moment, I really like a brand called Casablanca. Okay. Isn't that yeah. a whiskey? Uh, yeah. No. <laughs> it's a very cool. I think it's a very cool brand. Hey, Fred, also talking of cool things, buddy, um, and you're on TikTok and things like that. Your music, man. Dude, it's fucking ripping. Thank you. Here we go. Thank you. So, boom, boom, boom. That was my favorite. That, oh, like that? Fa- oh, that was sweet. my favorite. Yeah, so music. I've done, I've done music for a, a long time now. Like, I started out when I was super young. I did music at oratory, uh, classical, studied it at Bristol. But then started doing when we first like season one i remember i don't know because when we first started doing season one i think neither of us really knew what we were doing we just kind of went along with the show many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out my solution is plush care plush care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey they can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. And I was like, yeah, it's going to help me do this and that. And then I got sidetracked. Well, we didn't really know what it would be, right? No. I guess it was like, a, it was like speculative. Not at all. Francis, Francis made a comment that you guys watched the first show and then went afterwards and were like, well, we should probably go outside now because we're famous. And then you want, and then... And we should probably go get recognized. <laughs> yeah. Hey, what are you doing at half past? I'm free. Do you want to go get recognized? Yeah, yeah. All right, let's go. Oh, I can't. I'm actually getting recognized in Kensington. If you want to come and get... Um, it was, it was... Oh, this is a funny story, actually. And this is very true. So do you remember Amica? Yeah, the club. How badass was that do club? I? Do, yeah. do I? I am Amica. <laughs> so 
when fr- when the show first hit, and I'll, I'll come back to my music later because I do want to talk about that. But when uh, when the show first hit, and it was so bizarre going out into London and everyone being like, it was pretty cool. And then so we were in Amica. And we're in the smoking area and lots of people coming up to us. And then there's one really annoying guy just wouldn't shut up, just comes up to us and goes, oh my God, you guys are so awesome. Like, you're so cool, man. I love you. I love you. Then, no, you don't get it. Like, I love your accent, mate. And you're great as well. And we're like, oh, Louis, that was Sam Thompson. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> no, yeah. it wasn't. I remember yeah. that. No, it wasn't. Hey, Louis's yeah, brother, Louis's like, brother. you're so funny and you're funny as well. I just want to be like you. It's a, and and I was just like, uh, and that was Sam Thompson, who's now, you know, the, the powerhouse that is Sam Thompson, who is, you know, a very dear friend of all of us. But yeah. he did, Are I swear, he started out like that. That is so funny. You wouldn't recognize him back. No. Oh my God, that is genius. But Fred, wait, hang on. So tell me more, because I do want to hear about it, because the music's doing so well. And it, that's your love, right? This yeah. is literally, and you, you also, you quit the show for the world to pursue it and do different things. Then, you know, you're dipping in and out now and certain things and stuff like that. Yeah. So speaking very openly and honestly about it. So initially I, I stopped the show because I uh, set up an art dealing business, which kind of, you know, you just, in your twenties, you just fall into things and you try everything. Mm. It didn't really work out. And I remember I got to a point where we were about to sort of take on a bunch of investment. And I just thought, is this what I want to be doing for the rest of my life? No, it's not. Yeah. And suddenly at this point, I wasn't able to walk away. So it was a bit of a, it kind of didn't end so well. I kind of, I came back, I'd lost a lot of, I'd pretty much lost everything at that point because of the art world, you know, we gained quite a bit of success. And then I was like, right, what do I really want to do? And music is the one thing that has always made me very happy. And it has mm. a different type of sort of fulfillment. Like I think, you know, you chase material things, you know, you chase to perform in kind of different ways, but music is generally something that fills you with a very sort of wholesome energy. So I, I kind of think that one of the reasons why I was acting out in my 20s was because I was craving that sort of performance that you get in music. So mm. the difference in performance is that I was looking to perform in stupid ways like being flashy. Like, you know, when you, like if you're in a club and you order something and you have that nasty kind of like, yeah, I'm ordering this. You wanted the attention. Mm. But, exactly, but, but it's but what for... that is, is it's, Shallow exactly. reasons. It's a negative. It's a negative performance. You have people looking at yeah. you, but they're thinking you're a twat, and you are. Whereas actually, when yeah. you sing to people or you perform, when you go to a concert, you're not going to see your favorite musician thinking you twat. If you are, don't you know? Some yeah, people exactly. <laughs> like, but you go to that. But you're admiring a talent. You admire right? you're, a talent. You're it goes back and talent. forth yeah. because you're. It's like a sort of. It's an exchange in life where you're singing, they're loving it, and well, hopefully. Mm. And, the, and then you're loving their gratitude and it just sort of builds up and it's an amazing experience. And I think since I've started, since I went back into that, I sort of, you know, found kind of what I was missing. And I was like, this really is what I want to do. It's a ridiculously hard profession. I've been doing yeah. it for, you know, I've been singing since I was seven, but um, I'm, you know, I've just relentlessly pushing at it. I'd say for the last like three and a half, three and a half years in particular, I have not stopped like working at this every single day. And, you know, similar to how you said, like, without going on a tangent, when you started a YouTube channel, you're like, I'm just going to be the biggest YouTuber ever because I'm doing yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. And you have these things when you start in music that you kind of think that it's going to be easy, but the amount Overnight. of rejection that I even have to this day, like, you just have to relentlessly push on. You get all these people saying no to you. You're not going to do this. You did reality TV, therefore you can't do this. Even if you've, you know, I'm a classical music trained musician. People still just automatically expect you to be terrible. But it's now I think you know I signed a deal with Spinning Records. It's the biggest dance label in the world. 
And it's just this thing of every day just pushing, you know, yeah. getting lots of rejection. It's endless. It never stops. It never stops. Well, every 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 day, you know, leveling up, yeah. you know, elevating yourself to the next and level. And just constantly. And then also, I mean, not letting, and you know, hopefully someone that's listening can connect with it. Because I think the biggest thing that stifles everything is fear. You know, you, you're scared that, oh, you know, it's not good enough. I don't want to put that out. Or And fear just kind of makes you freeze. And I think in any industry, you know, that any of us are in I think freezing is the worst thing to do and freezing normally comes from being scared of what other people think of you and it's so important Mm. just to just not care what people think just to keep doing it and putting stuff out there putting yourself out there and so so I'm yeah hopefully reaching a point now where things are starting to lift but you know but ultimately what is it that we're all what is it that we're chasing when do we say enough is enough it never does you kind of just have to sort of enjoy we've had this conversation many times like we're all incredibly fortunate if, if the fact that you have a hundred people listen to a song, you know, or a thousand or 10,000 or a million, it, yeah. it, it doesn't, it, it doesn't matter. And everyone's chasing viral content, but actually viral content is not, not good. I don't think it's really interesting. Yeah. I, I spoke to, there's a girl called Steph fit who I actually think is a bit of a dude, man. She's, she's sort of a fitness person on Instagram and, and I, I became friendly with her for different things. And she, she said, uh, she's got sort of 1.5 million followers on Instagram. And she said that the, the re- I nearly stopped doing Instagram. I never actually, I never even started it because I was embarrassed about what people were thinking when I was posting my fitness videos. Mm. And I actually, I think a lot of the time with these things, music or podcasting or art or whatever it is, you don't do it because you're so concerned about what others are going to think. And it goes back to our initial thing, which we were talking about, right? Which is why we're trying to fit in. You talk yourselves out of things because you're just like, well, what are my friends going to think of me? They're going to think I'm a loser for doing this or this or that. And actually you should not do that. And also, I think that your prime example, you did things that ultimately made you well you know ultimately lost you money right but you, you were making money you were doing these different things but you just realized you weren't that happy and so you resorted back to the thing that you knew made you happy which is music mm. and i think it's safe to say and i don't think i'm talking for you you know but i, I will i think but may yeah, I? But, I, but i will so here we go you know you're incredibly successful and you know you, i mean and you're incredibly talented but you know you haven't got at the moment that top 10 hit and all that kind of stuff that people sort of pine after but i you would say to yourself that you're probably the happiest ever because you're doing what you love to do right I, massively so and i also think that i i you know actually it's funny i sent this message to francis uh recently i think that because i had like a a, a big fall from grace when i was like 25 26 27 and I was very humbled. I think up to that point, I was so used to things just falling in my lap and, you know, happening to be successful. And just I, as a result, I kind of thought everything was very easy. And yeah, yeah. the fact that I did lose everything and I you know, had to move home and all this other stuff, I think, you know, then gave me because the other thing I was doing is I remember when I first started trying to book gigs in London, the big gig, music gigs just don't pay anything like nothing compared to what, you know, for what we get paid, for example, for the day of MIC. So then I was like, well, mm. I'm not going to do that. Because I just, you know, then why you would I, why would, I what, ruin, yeah. why would I sort of, why would I why lower, would I lower myself? myself? But then the thing is, is that guess what? The best musicians in the world are best are the best musicians because they do every single gig possible. So I remember just going, and to, they're the best performers. Yeah, exactly. You know? So I, I did every open mic. I did every like jam night. God, I had some intense jam nights. But you know, but it's it's doing those things and just performing at all these things, which actually gives you. I mean, well, it's, I, it's also both. those times which you you, you know that, that that that's the romance of the story. Yes, right? you know that you know when you when you achieve all the success that you you know you ever wanted to, and I you know I'm sure you will. You'll look back on those moments and those stories with fondness, right? That's it's this sort of mm. struggle, the grind that's that people actually 
look back on and and, and wish they could relive. That's you learn it. more from those, definitely. And also, yeah. that's the fun time. That's like, the, like I was talking about this with my business partner, with Candy Kittens, right? You know, it's it's much bigger now. And actually, we were reminiscing of the old days when it was just like so much harder. And and the hustling days are the, the fun days, right? Because then when you're hustling or something, you're, you're pining towards something. Then also, when you sort of achieve what you want to achieve, sometimes, I, I tell you who said this, Matt Damon, right? Actually, of all people, Matt Damon said he is so happy that he won an Oscar um, for Goodwill Hunting when he was 25 years old, because he realized what it actually means. It doesn't actually mean that much. Mm. And otherwise, he would have spent the rest of his career trying to reach this Oscar. And if he had never made it, or if he would have made it, he'd say, Thank God I got it at 25, because it made me realize it doesn't actually matter that much. Once you get an Oscar, you got an Oscar, and there you go. Life goes on. People forget about it. You move forward. It's that moment which is great. I saw this thing the other day they were talking about. They say that most people are living a life. Um, of they want to achieve pleasure, right? They, everyone wants to achieve pe- pleasure in life, but actually, life is is about e- educating yourself. It's about education mm. and ed- educating yourself in whatever area that may be. But we're we're searching the wrong. What's well, about growing? Yeah, yeah, it's but growth growing. is education, right? It's about experiencing things and stuff like that. And most people are just sort of suggesting that it's about just receive, getting receiving pleasure. Mm. Uh, but, that would be you if you were become that rent man. Eventually, that would be your life. <laughs> yeah, I don't think pleasure and I happiness is going to be pleasure. I don't think ha- pleasure and happiness are the same. No, I don't think they're the same at all. No, but but also ple- ple- happiness, like I, like I was saying, you know, it very quickly you become accustomed to the things that you think are going to make you you happy. So if you're kind of pursuing a path because you want to, uh, you you think you're going to be satisfied when you impress these people. Then when you actually achieve that, you realize, actually, I've been doing all this work for someone else, right? When, when with you, like, pursuing a music uh, journey, you know, that's really for you. It's not really even about the success. It's about the journey and enjoying the process. Mm. One of the best things that, the thing that makes me the happiest now is, um, like, writing a song. And, you know, when, that, when you're listening back to the song that you've created, it's just like, I can imagine that's what like having kids is like. It's like, this is something that you've made and it, you basically- A baby. You've, you've, you've actually made this feeling. And like mm. the song that I've got sort of, uh, yeah, I, that I spoke to your team about, it's so important. Like, yeah, it, it's got, it got signed and it's exciting, uh, but ultimately it's so important not to get hooked up on the result of that and just think it's a great song. I like how it's done and then, and then move on and then move on to the next one. Yeah. Like, the fact that I really enjoy it you got to savor it. Yeah. But because also I think it's, 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 it, it, there's a tendency as well, like once you make one song and you, then you start working on another, you kind of look, look back and think, well, that wasn't you know, as good mm. as this. Or... Yeah, Fred, that's perfect timing because we're, we're, we're going to play your new, your new song on the podcast right now. Hey, nice segue. Oh, yeah. I'm 
Dude. Fred, uh, mate, are you are you chuffed with it, dude? Are I you just... love it. I've heard that song so, especially now since I've been doing the video and we've been so groovy. It's, yeah, every, like I've heard that <laughs> groovy. song. Groovy. That's yeah, it's so groovy, man. Yeah, cute dad dancing. Hello, daddy's home and his brother's moves. Um, yeah, I'm super happy with it, and it's just it's got so much energy. And uh, yeah, check out the video as well. As I said, been working super hard on that with with cash. And also, I want to say something that. And again, I can imagine this is something that you both relate to is that the importance of when you're doing like a creative career of just building a team around you of people that are on your wavelength. So Cash, for example, you know, he's been working on the edit for three days. And that's just because mm. we're friends. We have the same vision. And uh, is that his real uh, name? His name is Akash. Um, oh. And then, yeah, but no, his name is Cash on Instagram, K-A-S-H. And uh, yeah, but, but we both have sort of similar drive and just kind of want to create. Yeah. So, exactly. I mean, Jamie, you must have, in terms of with what you've done, you can look back and same with Francis that you can look back on your career and think about specific people that you met along the way that just changed. Totally. Oh, mate, my first agent, yeah. Emily Shanks, 100%, uh, without a doubt. She, she 100% pushed me in certain ways and told me what to do and directed me without me realizing in certain areas. She, she was a sort of godsend in lots of different ways because I could have gone down any different route and she sort of directed me. And I think it's amazing. No, Fred, honestly, man, listen, you know, we, I, dude, I'm just so impressed, firstly, because it takes a lot of, you know, it takes a lot of guts jumping into that industry. It's the hardest industry in the world, right? It really is. And you're doing it. Um, and also, I just want to, you know, you're, I, I think Francis can echo me. You're one of the, just the greatest guys. Oh, and, you know, I, I, I said to Sophie, my girlfriend. You're a top lad. Yeah, I said to Sophie, my girlfriend, because you guys were filming in uh, MIC together. And she was a bit worried about going, all this kind of stuff. I said, don't worry, you know, you've you got Fred there. She said, yeah, but I don't know him so well. So, and I said, trust me, he's the coolest dude. And she came back and she was like, I know exactly what you mean. Um, so yeah, 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 you're a rock star, buddy. And where can we go and get your music? Where can we, where is a great place to go and get it? Spotify. Virgin Records. Yeah, yeah uh, Spotify. HMV. You can, buy it, you can buy it at iTunes if you want to be really kind. Um, and then, yeah, you can stream it from every sort of major platform, really. I, iTunes pays apparently double the price to its artists. A lot more. Than Spotify a, a lot more than that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Way more. Yeah, because also Spotify is done on uh, like a hundred streams count as one buy on, on I iTunes. I think it's a thousand. Sorry. Is it a thousand? Yeah. A thousand streams count as one buy on iTunes yeah. for the charts. Yeah, yeah it's, it's, so. it's, not, it's not ideal. Um, it's not ideal. But honestly, guys, all you listeners, go and check out Fred's music. Go and check out his Instagram, his TikTok. It's all Fred Ferrier. Um, Fred Ferrier. What's, so what's, what's next for Frederick Ferrier? Well, uh, so after this particular song... I've got so the deal I signed. I have to ha I have to work with them some more, but that's great because they're a good label. I've got I'm in mean, doing about two songs a week at the moment. Um, I'm supposed to be going to Nashville to do some writing. Sick, come come say hi. Of course, I'm still going to do MIC. The thing is with MIC, uh, you know, as a musician, a lot of people initially were just telling me, and this again goes back into hopefully something someone will get something from this is that I've spent the majority of my life listening to people tell me that, you know, oh, yeah, don't do this because of this. And I've always had so many people like, oh, you shouldn't do the show because it's a bad look for your music or you shouldn't do this. And, and ultimately, unless those people are going to do something for you, it's very easy yeah. just to give, shell out bad advice without actually backing it up with anything, just to be negative. Totally. So MIC is something that, you know, I've obviously done for a long time. Francis and I, I think we should talk about some fun stories from it um, later. But something I started doing kind of fell into it. But now I, I really believe that the season I've recently done for me has been my favorite season simply because I actually feel like I resemble myself. 
because I'm mm. just far more sort of, I don't get involved in the dating on the show. Uh, I find I would find that just too chaotic and stressful and it's something I like to keep uh, private. But I've actually sort of formed some friendships there that were actually real. And as a result, I think that when I'm on camera, I actually come across as myself because before I just, just wasn't like myself at all. So I do enjoy MIC and I, I think that anyone that sort of, because you see that a lot in, with the show, right? You see people then kind of break away from it thinking that they're too good for it and then only to mm. come back. What? <laughs> for, I'm waiting for Francis. <laughs> Hi, Leonie. Uh, sorry about that email. I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm, I, you deleted the voice note. That was, I was drunk. Okay, I yeah, I'm totally with you. But as in like, you know, it's just, a, it's, it's a good thing to do. And like, ultimately... I do, I kind of enjoy it. And, you know, if it just, it, the, as you said before, music is one of the most difficult and competitive industries. Mm. And even, for example, when I was speaking to Spin and Records, they've never seen an episode of Made in Chelsea, but they did know that I had a following. And that's why they were like, oh, cool. So maybe this is like an extra way we can market the record, you know? And, you know, the following is how things work these days. It doesn't really matter how you get it. If you have a captive audience, people are interested because you can market things. Yeah, I'm very grateful. I've got amazing, uh, amazing fans that, you know, whenever I post songs, they always repost them and, you know, have got like set to do gigs and stuff that I've actually sort of made a separate email database for people that have said, like, we want to come and hear you sing. And I wouldn't have that. So I'm very, very grateful that it's given me that sort of leg up. No, dude, listen, you're, you're going to kill it. I, can, I can't freaking wait to come to your gig and all that kind of stuff. Um, listen, team, we, that's all we've got time for today because we're coming up to the, 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 the seven o'clock mark. But we'll have to get you on again, Fred, I think. Because also with us, we could, we could also, all of us could speak for, for oh yeah. hours. I kind of feel like the story, as I said, like some of the stories that I was, because I had this classic thing I was thinking about. Okay, because every single time France, people bump into France now, they talk about it like, oh, tell us a story about like, you know, you at school. Well, I, I want to hear, you know, tell us. And I'm like, and then we're always like, ah, uh, yeah, I don't know, really. Like, you know, what we... <laughs> and i was just trying to i was just trying to think of some fun ones so yeah we can uh we can Mate, no but later. my favorite my still my favorite one that you did is when you played the salt game called assault <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. that oh, was yeah. still my favorite <laughs> pouring so we spoke on the podcast where you poured salt in people's teas francis was as i said at school was very he didn't like you didn't really care about making friends and i remember this this one thing that happened, like Francis used to do this thing, which was so annoying, which is when we had double economics on a Saturday, he used to tell everyone, like he'd run and be like, guys, it's canceled. It's canceled. And we'd be like, yeah, like that. And then, and then, then we'd be like, oh, like thinking there's our morning gone. Like none of us had done any homework and we were super psyched only to see Mr. Thomas then go evening, like morning lads. And we're like, what? And then Francis would just think it was so funny. <laughs> I'm like, that's just dark. Like, what is wrong with you? <laughs> oh, God. Hey, also, I just love the fact that you guys are still buddies. You know, I think, I think having friends from the roots, I think it's just insane. I think it's such a good thing to have. Francis and I have I, been through. He's my oldest, oldest, most consistent exactly. friend. We've been through, we have been through so much, so much together that uh, like good, bad, crazy, fun, awful. Well, Horrendous. also, it's kind of nice to have someone who, you know, who, who you come, you know, we were, we were, we were roommates uh, at boarding school. And then we went through this whole crazy experience of doing, uh, you know, what we didn't know was going to then become this big show, right, when we first started it. And then the, all, of, every, all of the sort of chaos that surrounded it. I mean, I think it was kind of like 
it was good actually it was helpful to have someone else there who, who to get recognized yeah, as a sort yeah, yeah. of yeah to <laughs> get recognized it. with and hey, can you hold the camera because i yeah sure mate don't worry about it <laughs> hey listen team uh fred thanks buddy so much for coming on your complete website all you listeners go and check out fred's music Go and check out his Instagram, his TikTok, Frederick Ferrier. Send me a DM. I always try and reply to as many people as I can. Uh, and yeah, I really appreciate that. And also, Fred, you know, always support you, dude, forever. So um, yeah, honestly, the new song's going to be sick. And as soon as you get those number ones, we're coming with you all the way. Then you'll, then you'll be my good friend. <laughs> all right, guys. Thank you so much, Jamie, Francis. Love you lots. And thanks to everyone on Private Parts. Thanks for everyone listening. Oh, mate, dude. All you lovely listeners, we'll see you on Friday for another episode. See you later. Bye-bye. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.